Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Clit Talk. Be sure to visit clittalkshow.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at clittalkshow for your clit fix in between episodes. Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today. Yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk, talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow, bring your pussies to the show. Welcome to Clit Talk. The Pleasure Positive Podcast, the sex ed you wish you got, and then some. And we're rolling, bitches! Rolling! Okay, we're rolling. No, we really are. Okay. Oh my god, Glitterati. Today is our one-year anniversary. Happy birthday to us. I fucking love all of you. That was beautiful. Uh, an entire year of clitastic moments that started with us simply learning how to utter the word pussy without cringing to becoming the liberated sexual beings we are today. All of us learned to communicate about pleasure on a whole new level. Half of us went to our first sex party ever, and two of us have thrown our own sex parties since. Two of us came out of the closet. Some of us became swingers. And one of our lives totally ruptured at the seams, and while one of us fell in love, and even one of us got pregnant and is making a new human. It's been quite the journey. And we couldn't. And wouldn't have done any of this without you. We have grown from 300 listeners a week to nearly 3,000. And we're proud to say we're internationally known from Australia to the Netherlands to Syria and Pakistan. And we are nowhere near our goal of 1 million listeners around the world. And that's where you come in. It's our first birthday ever. And we are asking each and every one of you for a present to share this show with three people you love right now, helping us to triple our listeners and helping your friends to become completely shameless from the bedroom to the boardroom and expanding what's possible for humanity when it comes to experiencing pleasure. Thank you for your letters, your instant messages, and for listening religiously to us every week as we notice you do. We love you, Clitorati. We love you. Wow. I have goosebumps and Katie just is crying. <laughs> Andy, and I have the goosebumps too. Me, me too. Who else threw a sex party besides me? Did you throw a sex party? Sugar. I didn't throw one, but I did have like intimate, private, exclusive little play sessions at my house we late thought- night. Party. <laughs> That's called a sex That's party. That's like only seven people. That is a sex party. It's That's a sex, sex It's called hang. an adult play date. <laughs> That's a gathering. Shut a sex That's gathering. That's a sex gathering. gathering. No, no, no. It's an adult so California. Shut a sex soiree. Uh-oh. Ooh. Wait, who else came out of the closet? You and Sugar. I feel like she was already bisexual, though. Babe, we started that journey before that happened. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, before I openly became bisexual to, like, the world. Yeah. I, I talked about, like, oh, yeah, I like Betsy and, like, oh I like girls. God. But then in my marriage, like, that, that to me is the real coming out, you know? Yeah, when Austin asked you if you were still bisexual and and you were had the an opening to be like, yeah, yeah. I, still yeah I still am. am. <laughs> 
Totally. And I really think that's a coming out of sorts, like mm-hmm. in your marriage and on the show. Totally. So, and then at that that's moment. Who. Yeah, exactly, bitch. <laughs> I, I guess I just always was like, yeah, Sugar's been bisexual since I've known her. Like, and I, I but I forgot. It's because I've always hit on you. So you were like, this is just a known thing. It was kind of with you because both of you guys were kind of bisexual on the no. day. No, I was not. Lindsay, Lindsay not. I want to tell you, I considered you a little dangerous when I first met you because the first time I was around you when there was some alcohol inside of you, I got rubbed up against and I was at this look of shock on my face. I believe we were in a photo booth at the York Manor with a bunch of other ladies for a party and I had this look of shock upon my face and someone I think it might have been Nurse Katie. She just leaned into my ear and said, don't worry about it. Lindsay does that to everyone. Um, <laughs> but you know what's funny? I actually don't do that anymore. No, you don't. Because there was a dinner party about a year ago where I had just gotten there from work. And you just unzip my top in front of like a circle of people. Yeah, <laughs> It's because I was sexually frustrated for women. So I was yes. like kind of like outlandish with my girlfriends because it was my only form of release. But mm-hmm. now that I... Have a kind of have a girlfriend. <laughs> I don't do that to my friends anymore. No, Amazing. You yeah. miss that. You learn consent. <laughs> now I understand. I now I understand why all the boys in my high school used to constantly pretend like they were humping each other and play it off as a joke. It's because they just really wanted to touch each other, Probably. but they had no other excuse. Probably. Probably. Yeah. So it sounds like we've all come a very long way, and. Of course, you listeners have gone on that journey with us, and so many of you have sent us fan mail and shared about your transformations that you've been having, and we want to definitely continue to hear from all of you about what's happening in your lives, from things that you've been inspired, guests that you've been inspired from the show. And I want to just ask everybody in the studio, what's been the greatest triumph in your life? that has come out of doing this podcast for the last year. I guess it pretty much what we were just talking about, being able to have the courage to explore possibly who I am and discover who I am and to have started this show as a heterosexual, you know, in a monogamous relationship and to now be in a monogamish relationship and bisexual I've never actually said that on the show. I've alluded to it. Um, And to have shared that with my family and the ups and downs of that. You know, when I first told my sister, she said, I don't know if I feel safe having my kids at your house anymore. To now, she's so supportive and it's opened her up and she has so many questions. And her kids come over to my house all the time. It was just the initial reaction. It was the first time I had had the experience of, um, I guess any sort of like discrimination which was so shocking from my best friend and it was just simply because she just didn't know when she was scared and when we really got to the bottom of it she was scared that she thought we were so similar and now that I was changing so quickly she thought we would have nothing in common left and she was scared to lose me And I think that a lot of people react that way and they don't have the capacity to get to the bottom of what those reactions are. So the biggest triumph for me is opening up my family and my friends and not being ashamed of who I am. There's still some work to do, but to actually have the 
And look, it may change. I may say I'm done with it at some point or not. I don't know. Like, but what I do know is that I'm in a constant discovery of who I am newly every day and that that's okay. Quite a triumph. Who's next? Wow. I'd love to echo that. Same here for me. And, you know, I think just what I want to comment on to your share is that that response is so logical and primal, you know, and the beautiful thing is that you're somebody, I mean, I think everyone in here can attest to Lindsay, like you will stand up for yourself, even if you feel like you don't enough, you do, you do. And so in that your sister is able to work through that with you, you know, on the other side of that. But if you had just been like, well, fuck you, bitch wouldn't have been the same response. So I think your power and your really incredible communication has just allowed you to support her in in expanding her awareness, which is the gift that we can really bring people with this conversation. So for me, it all began in Vegas a year ago. And by the way, March 31st, we went back to Vegas for my 25th birthday. So we really celebrated that one year of when my husband said to me, after a yummy late night (laughs) peaking on Sunday morning, Hey, are you still bisexual? Are there any friends you like? And I'm like, um, yeah. And he's like, which one? And I'm like, uh, Eve, you know, and, and then starts our romance affair, me and Eve on the, you know, right here. And yeah, this Eve, the clit talk Eve and <laughs> just being able to fall in love and be with a woman and be open about that. And, and to then being, you know, going from a, what I would say is a faux heterosexual monogamous relationship where I was lying to myself about not being like a gay. And, um, you know, uh, now being in just an authentic, uh, I guess I'm homosexual. If you, if you take the opposite of heterosexual monogamous marriage, my husband, whom I never thought would be open to anything has transformed more than me. He's literally like, we'll be out. I mean, this Vegas trip, we were out and on, uh, uh, during my birthday, we're seeing Diplo and we're in the pool having the most amazing time of our lives and we're jamming. Right. And my husband's like taking me to the hottest men in the pool. Just like, this is my wife and I'd be like flirting with them and they're like, what the fuck? Like, dude, what is this? What's going on? They're like, he's like, it's okay. And I'm just like flirting with men and just saying that they're so sexy. And I mean, just that extreme for me, it is the the biggest triumph is being able to create the life that I actually want to live the life that I was ashamed of and trying to hide. And what I've learned is there's just so much freedom in being who you really fucking are. And for every woman, and for everyone around you, too. Oh, I'm much more pleasant. And I'm still obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> so proud of Austin. Oh, my gosh. That man. That's a 180 right there. Dude, really. he has transformed more than I feel like I have. <laughs> what, a, what a badass, heroic man. Out of this, you guys know that we've, like, our financial situation is, like, off the fucking charts. Unreal from when we started this podcast. So like the 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 correlation between like your your sexual empowerment and your financial abundance, I just couldn't attest to being more fucking connected. Is that because you've been practicing sex magic this whole time, or <laughs> or is it just simply That's, they're they're just connected to each other? Well, our sacral chakra is our source of creative creation, right, and creative energy, and so just being him being more in touch with his sacral chakra, you know, being more in, in, in balance versus imbalanced. And then same with me, it's opened up a matrix for creation 
to unfold as needed. So definitely another highlight of the year has to be the sex magic episode, right? But not even necessarily that much intention on it, just the freedom and opening the gates. So I couldn't even imagine what would happen if we took sex magic into a daily practice, how that would speed up, speed up, speed up. But no, I'm merely talking about just the liberation of the sacral chakra coming back to balance and just letting that manifest everything for us, you know? So Yeah, full self-expression. Fuck yeah, pun intended. So my sacral chakra and getting in touch with the creative part of myself I started the show completely shut off from it and I'm an artist and it just totally blew open my creative expression for sure. And I birthed my first baby this year, which is my show, my, my television show, and I'm pregnant. There's I, That's my biggest triumph. There's no way I would have <laughs> had the courage and the balls to be like, fuck everything. I'm not waiting for my career to happen to live my life. Like I'm choosing this now. I'm a yes. And and even though so many people told me it would take about six months since I had been on birth control since I was 18 and it takes a while for your body to transition. I was pregnant. I went off at October 1st. I was pregnant by October 31st. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Well, you had a really magical conception. Yeah. And the, the, the best part about my pregnancy so far is all the work that I've done here, especially with the 12 days of masturbation is I've gone through a lot of not, I don't want to say struggle, but it's in, in the bedroom we had gotten, Ethan and I had gotten so hot. And then it's just like, I just wasn't really hot anymore, even to him really. And, and we had to go through this whole, but we had an open conversation about it mm-hmm. and we tried different things. And I have been masturbating like a year ago. I, I don't, I hadn't ever done it before. And now it's like a practice for me. And it's, um, it's a stress release. It's just getting in touch with myself. It's, I'm just so grateful for it. I feel like I'm more relaxed and, and just celebrating being a woman. And in this, in this time, I'm, I'm just feel really in touch with myself and embodied all the time. And it's just, mm-hmm. I'm really grateful. Wow. Um, if any of you listeners out there are intrigued by Katie's journey with the 12 days of masturbation and you want to participate in it, you can just go to our website uh, at clittalkshow.com and sign up for the newsletter and, and you can also experience what it is to have the transformation of 12 days of masturbation. A year ago, I was uncomfortable saying the word pussy. I was extremely uncomfortable saying it. And my relationship with pussy, I thought, pussies are gross, like, ew. So I was sharing with Sugar today, and I got really present to that, like, wow, that is a huge transformation for me. For not being able, being uncomfortable to say pussy and thinking that pussies are gross, I can't, that does, that's not even me anymore. Pussies are such a, is um, such a sacred thing. I mean, it's, my relationship with it has completely changed, Um and it's now a huge source of power, just like Sugar said. So as simple as just not being able to say pussy and thinking pussy is gross to now I'm like, oh my God, pussy is like the most magical, what a magical thing it is and honoring it and worshiping it and speaking to it and playing with it. So yeah, that's all the, that for me is huge. 
Hey, Clitorati! Can you never seem to find enough time for yourself? When you hear the words self-pleasure, are you like, what the fuck does that even mean? We have some exciting news for you. May is International Masturbation Month, and we've decided to do something about the putting everyone and everything before yourself epidemic plaguing our country. Join our entire cast and all your friends for our very first ever 12 Days of Masturbation Challenge, where you will receive daily inspiration from our cast and some of our most fabulous past guests, plus tons of other surprise goodies. Sign up right now at clittalkshow.com and have a radical shift in your self-pleasure. This episode of Clit Talk is sponsored by Bjork Manor. If you're recently engaged and searching for the perfect wedding venue or just looking to host a fabulous event, be sure to check out the York Manor, a gorgeous event space in the trendy neighborhood of Highland Park, Los Angeles. The York Manor, M-A-N-O-R.com. And tell them Clit Talk sent you. For me, oh my God. I also didn't feel comfortable saying pussy. Um, I remember reading Pussy a Reclamation on a plane and and trying to kind of hide the cover because there were, quote, nice Americans families around me. And I thought that the moms would be offended or something, which is ridiculous now who I am today because I realize their mothers who have a pussy, which is the portal for all their babies. And there's nothing for us to be ashamed of about our bodies at all. Not the smell, not the look, not the sound of the word, not what we do with them, not if we charge money for it even. And I would have to say that was one of my biggest breakthroughs because I thought coming onto this show that I was pretty open-minded. I'm a burner. I've done holistic sexuality class where I looked at a bunch of pussies and cocks. I mean, I've done all kinds of stuff in my journey as a kind of new agey, open-minded weirdo. And, um, and I have to say that my biggest breakthrough was interviewing the porn stars on our show, was interviewing Nina Hartley, was interviewing Riley Rays, was interviewing um, the director Kay Brandt. I had this idea that women who chose that work, I felt sorry for them. I felt like, oh God, these poor broken women who have been abused sexually as children or whatever happened, they were raped or, or they just like are dealing with so much, um, like drug addiction that they can't figure out any other way to make money than porn. Like I felt so bad for them because I was like, there is no way that any woman wants a tennis racket shoved up her ass. Like there is no way that she wants to be in a gangbang. There is no way. And I have to say, after interviewing those porn stars, like, wow, Nina Hartley is just a giant sex geek who's in her 60s and a total intellectual badass from Berkeley, California. And there's no stereotype that fits it. Riley Ray's is this incredible, super well-spoken college graduate who's just absolutely charming and insightful and hilarious. And she just enjoys fucking people in the ass and getting fucked in the ass. She really likes it. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with a 
but she likes it and there's nothing wrong that she gets paid for it. And so I would say that that was my biggest breakthrough is really with our sex workers, really going from a place of, oh, poor, poor girls to a place of, wow, what a bunch of badass, empowered women who don't give a shit what society thinks. Yes. They're going to do whatever the hell they want and they're going to do it on display and they're proud of themselves. I'm like, yes, women. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm sorry. I've been judging you along the way. Um, so yeah, that's, that's been my greatest triumph. What about you, Tamiko? I'm someone who likes to try new things anyway. It's been my whole life, ton of different careers, moving around, just maybe an Aries thing. I don't know. I'm super curious. So coming into this as more of like curiosity, you know, reading a book, talking about it with women, this kind of unexpected exploration of self to gain awareness of how you think about different things, how you realize that you judge different things or you didn't know about different things or you had different ideas. To be in a space where there's this information that's coming to you that's allowing you to see a different perspective is joyful to me. That's joyful, whatever I do. I I always want to learn from other people. And I just think the power of this storytelling has made such a difference in my life. And that it's like, no wonder now my life is in transition, revision. There's a break. There's a rupture to radiance. There's this transformation happening. But it's just the continuation of the exploration that I started a year ago. And maybe even once I got out of my marriage about four or five years ago, the exploration started. And this just kicked it off to a next level. And now a year later, I'm ready to break through and take it to one more level. So I think this ongoing exploration of self, pleasure, joy, learning from others, being able to really take it in, being aware, you know, really observing your own mind and your own way of thinking and how maybe you can change that to bring more joy and pleasure into your life. I think that's what I've learned from it all. And I want to keep running with that. I have a personal question for you. Sure. I've always wanted to ask you, I know we've had one of your daughters on the show, but do your daughters listen to the show? I think there has been a couple of episodes where I would say, hey, there was this great uh, guest we had. We talked about such and such. Remember when we talked about it? You should really check it out. But I kind of do that with all my friends when I'm on the phone with them, yeah. you know, talking about whatever. We're just talking about life. So it always comes up, oh, yeah, the other day on the show we had this person and they were saying this and that made sense. And so it comes up in my life often as a way of sharing just the female experience. I don't know how many of them actually listen when I ask them to, but I know that just me being in the conversation with them has opened up more conversation. Yeah, well, I'm 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 interested, right? Like, has being on a show like this with Sugar, you know, has and and really becoming friends with. So for me, like being friends with such a diverse group of women that, like, if we weren't doing this podcast, I don't know if I would spend this much time with this group of women, right? Like, this is the structure for us to be together, and knowing these women of all different ages and backgrounds and everything has changed me, and you know, looking to you know, maybe motherhood for the future. I'm interested, like, has this experience, do you think this has made a difference in the relationship with your daughters, especially in the realm of, like, sexuality, or has it, like, shifted anything in that realm for you? I'm sure there's been shift. I'm sure there has been, and more open conversation. But, you know, we've always been kind of 
open. I mean, I was staying at my older daughter's house just yesterday, and she walks around completely naked all the time. And <laughs> yeah. even if her boyfriend's there, sometimes I feel like embarrassed, like, oh, do you really have to walk around naked? He just walked past, and now you walk past. But you know, this is the nature of my life. And when I get to hear my younger one learned how to squirt really easily a long time ago, you know, I mean, this is my life anyway. I, I, I tend to surround myself with youthful energy. You guys are all youthful energy. You know, you're all my sisters, but um, yeah, I think that helps a lot. When the closer and closer you get to somebody, there's more friction, so you get to learn more about yourself. And this sexuality conversation can be sometimes so shameful and embarrassing that unless you're not close, you don't tell the truth about how scary or how crazy it is, or the stupid things you've done, or how sad you are about something. And so I, I think, though, you know, I'm encouraged by this opportunity to do this because I think our listeners are getting it, that you have to really be in close sisterhood to reveal the deepest, darkest things that are troubling you and to overcome it. And I hope that's what they get from our episodes more than anything. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. You're such an extraordinary mother and you definitely like bring such an essence to the show. I was just, I've always wanted to ask you that. So thanks for sharing. Yeah. I feel like one of the greatest triumphs of Clit Talk as a show has been the diverse group of people that we have brought together and we have stayed together for a year. Um, It's just looking around the room and just seeing, okay, so we have this beautiful Persian woman. We have this Japanese and European woman. We have this Jewish and Italian woman. We have this Korean and European woman. We have this, like, I'm sorry, Katie, what I think of you is our Catholic. (laughs) 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 And I'm going to apologize also to you, Lindsay, because I see you as our wasp. (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) It means a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, but it's just basically like white American. I guess. I'm not American. You're not American. I was born in Africa. Really? Nope. Oh. And then we have our Panamanian American and we have our Midwestern girl. And I just, I'm so uh, blown away by having these eight powerful women come together and share about this because I really think that it's our diversity of experience and perspective that makes the conversation really worthwhile. You're here. So now. Hey, mama. Hey, mama. Now we want to give you listeners a fast ride through the hilarious highlights of this year on Clit Talk. Here we go. Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today. Pussy. It's arguably the single most pejorative word in the English language. Fuck that shit. Taste it right now. Taste it right Taste now. It right now. Yeah. Taste her it right face. now. No. Reach up under that kid to you, taste her pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do what you On air. Want to. She smelled it. She tasted it. I guess it's it. not as bad. there was this one time that i went to spin class and i wasn't sitting down on the chair i was you know when you stand and you cycle i had an or i literally i was so that i orgasm during spin let's see you know i had no prior dating experience prior to getting married so that's 24 years of marriage and then i'm 45 when i come back to the dating scene 
And for the first time, I'm like, what the fuck is this, an app? <laughs> How do I download that? How many, t- which way is left? What, 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 What's swipe right, in? left? We call that area? <laughs> the perineum. That's right. Mm-hmm. You yes. mean the gooch? That's the nacho. <laughs> What's the nacho again? It's not your booty and not your pussy either. I have a fantasy. My tell us, sugar. <clears throat> sugar, sugar, tell us your fantasy. Oh, sugar, sugar. <laughs> Does it involve me singing to you and your husband having sex? I do have this fantasy of Lindsay just, just singing right in my ear. Sugar you can conquer the world <laughs> with a dick in your pussy. We have to distinguish what a real pussy flash is because this. I was actually asking this a couple weeks ago. Is it just a, a whoops? There it is, and then it goes. You know, you whoops, you throw your dress back whoops, down. There it is. Whoops! There it is. Shaka laka shaka laka shaka laka pussy. What? Yep, that's right. We just got back from a sex party. We did that. There were costumes, there were orgies, and there were eight of us. Five clits, three cocks, in our party. <laughs> did she used to do the unicorn sex party? party. <laughs> you have to whisper, sex party. <laughs> so we go to the sex party. Yes, I'm a little tense. I'm like a little nervous. And I'm realizing, though, like, Everyone is being respectful, and nobody always making me feel uncomfortable. They were being nice, actually. I leave, and I and look, I had a little three way kiss. I got <gasps> flogged on my way out the door. You asked to be flogged. <laughs> and got flogged. I love it. Like little miss, nervous. Just like yeah, and I'm leaving early. Bye, guys. But before I go, <laughs> let me have a three way kiss and get flogged. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, I yes. And I go across town. I get there. Um, this guy like finds me like right away. I don't even know who he is. He's a little aggressive. And I'm just like, dude, back up. Like any, in my normal world, it wouldn't have been aggressive, but having just come from a whole different new experience. And I thought about what my friend had said about how guys are in bars and how people were at this sex party. And he, this guy backed up, left me alone for a while, then comes and hangs out again later. And it turned out we had a mutual friends. At that time, I was a little more settled in and grounded and then he's like taking my hand he's like here put your hand on my greek rod putting my hand on his fucking cock now i was just at a sex party nobody put my fucking hand on anybody's cocks Mm. i go to a hotel party with friends on the west side and this guy's fucking doing this once you're in the act of licking pussy i like to start at the bottom right by the hole and lick my way slowly up in between the inner labia and then continue all the way up to the top of the labia, right where the clit is, right where the labia meets the clit. It's like the holy trinity right there. And then I spend time really pushing up on the clit, up on the clit. And that's when then I just put my whole tongue all up and around that clit. And then I listen, you know, because every woman's different. So not one thing works. So I'll see how the woman's receiving that. I think that women like consistency more so. So you know when that person's climaxing that don't take your tongue off the clit and go back down into the hole. You got to know when you got to stay and stay consistent and just Mm -hmm. as rhythm. Rhythm, yeah, rhythm. With that, I like to play with doing the same rhythm, but changing the technique. Everyone listening to this is like, thank you so much. Keep keep going. Everyone's going to make their boyfriends listen to this episode. So the girls don't know, but I'm pregnant. 
I know. I told you I was hungover this morning because I was really nauseated. Oh, congratulations. Um, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, my God. You guys are probably wondering, like, how did this all start? Clit talk. How did this begin? Imagine we're at my bachelorette party. They're all giving me gifts, you know, extravagant lingerie. From there, we get to a very special gift from Eve. It's a yoni egg, which I didn't even know what the fuck that was. <laughs> I still don't really know what None that is. None of us did. So it's this little crystal yoni egg that goes in your yoni. That's a pussy. And this book. Okay. And this book is called Pussy a Reclamation. Never heard of it. Looked great. It was awesome. And in that moment, it was as if the author of this book, Regina Thomashower, blessed the entire space. For the rest of the bachelorette party weekend, we're talking about the most hysterical, intimate aspects of our sex life. And it was so fun. Next thing you know, Lindsay's like, we should start a show called Clit Talk, you know, na 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 na. And a month and a half later, we started this full fledged, no shit, call in book club every week. And every single girl on this stage right now bought that book and was a part of that book club. And those phone calls consisted of everything from laughter to just healing tears. It was a profound experience. And we realized it's because there was no shame in this conversation that's so important to be having. We got this incredible letter in the mail from one of the clitorati, which is what we lovingly call all of you fans. Hi, this might be strange, but I just want to say thank you so much. The Clit Talk podcast has changed my life. I'm a 23-year-old recently single gal from Australia who came across Clit Talk by chance while trying to figure out how to get my sex drive back after dealing with depression, anxiety, being cheated on, and trying to figure out my own sexuality. After I started taking antidepressants, it was like my pussy, I used to hate that word, wasn't even a part of me, and I just felt like it didn't work anymore. It didn't give me any pleasure, no matter how much I wanted it. I listen to your podcast every day on my way home from work, and it's just helped me get in touch with myself and learn how to get that mojo back, and I just feel so empowered and sexy now in a way that I haven't in a very long time. It's almost dangerous. I just want to walk around town butt naked because I feel so good in my own skin. Another thing that happened out of this is an incredible relationship with my husband. I was kind of like the driving force before, allowed myself to take all the responsibility on. And when I couldn't do everything, he totally stepped up in a way that I never imagined that he would. Like, how did I tell my partner that, who's my now husband, that I have herpes, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. I just told him, listen, it wasn't, I didn't have an outbreak. I understood my disease. I understood uh, how to protect him. I understood that if we had a condom and I wasn't having an outbreak, his chances were 0.0002%. So I just told him, I said, listen, if you want to be sexually intimate with me, which I think you do, and I do too, I really like you. I just want you to know something. I have herpes. It's really hard for me. I think I need more of like a I would need a buddy system if I'm really going to do this like consistently for 12 days or something. Like An accountability partner? Kind of, like a masturbation accountability partner. I'll be your accountability partner. Oh, I know you will. That's what scares me. I got eaten out one time on a beach in Miami as the sun rose, and it was stupendous. There is this, you know, discussion around the fish smell And what that's really about, because, you know, I got real with myself. I was like, yeah, it does smell like the sea. My pussy does smell like the sea. 
And then realizing that makes complete sense because the sea, the ocean is the origin of all life. I have so many things to be grateful for when it comes to my pussy. Of course, I have to say first and foremost, I'm so happy that it helped me deliver two quite wonderful daughters. That's a big one. And that it stayed intact and that, you know, Maybe sometimes I may not take care of her the way I should, really think about her or maybe even protect her. But I really do feel like she's always had my back. I can't keep quiet. No. I can't keep quiet. No. A one woman riot. No, I can't keep quiet. Wow! Did we just become a choir? (laughs) Wow, that was quite the ride. So let's give our listeners who haven't gotten a chance to listen to every single episode a gift staff recommendations ladies what's your favorite episode of all time i'm gonna go with uh the group sex party (laughs) episode 28 when we all literally went to a sex party together mine is our first episode pussy episode number one so episode number one is great i also love episode number 13 tantra for lovers erotic practices by kamali minter i really enjoyed holy trinity episode number seven Thank you, Mama Gina. Boom. I love that one. Mine's episode 30, Pussy Looking Good, How to Go Down on a Girl. Hands down my favorite episode. Of course. And what about Crystal's? Yeah, so Crystal's favorite episode is episode 18, Dream Sex, Ultimate Fantasies, and Epic Fails. One of our one of our most popular episodes of all time. And our girl Jade, her favorite is episode 44, Period Sex. The magic and mystery of making love during menstruation. (laughs) That's like the only kind of sex she wants to have. (laughs) And mine is episode 21, Power Couple, Having the Best Sex of Your Life. Oh, you nailed that. That was your, I love that episode. (laughs) (laughs) The couples. The couples were so good. We got to give a shout out to Cock Talk too, though. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The cock talk. Epi- That's a good one. That was kind of a cock talk. <laughs> yeah. Any cock talk episode on in the clit talk roster is one of the most popular episodes. And it's an opportunity to hear men be interviewed about the subjects that interest us most in a really exciting and very safe environment. And they're episodes nine and 10. Thank you. Nurse Katie. <laughs> well, he's glistening. Glitterati. <laughs> um, we are sitting here in the studio. We literally just paused the episode to talk about how we wanted to acknowledge you, our listeners, and everyone had so much to say. We want you to know that you are the fuel that keeps us going. Every letter we get from you, every Instagram message, every comment, where you share how this show has made a difference for you, how our stories and our transformations has made a difference in your life is what keeps us going. And without you guys, this show would not be what it is. So we love you so much. And 
our commitment to make a difference for as many people as possible is also what keeps us going. So please have the courage to share this with your friends. If the show's made a difference for you, allow us to make a difference for your friends as well. Allow us to continue to gift you with our transformation and to have our community ever growing. We are really excited. We have a couple things coming up. We have our 12 days of masturbation, which has literally made such a difference for us in here that we wanted to create something so special and an experience that we could literally go on with you and get to know you guys even better. And that's exactly what our 12 days of masturbation challenge is. So if you want to get to know us better and have a radical alteration in your self-pleasure, please sign up for that. We love you guys so much and we hope that we continue to see you every next Tuesday for as long as possible. We love you. We'll see. Pussy. 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 Happy birthday, dear Clitock. Happy birthday to you. Did you just love this episode of Clitock? Well, shit, then you better head on over to iTunes and subscribe. But only if you want amazing orgasms. Also, while you're over there, please rate us and leave a review. But again, only if we're open to incredible sex and amazing relationships and world peace and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, it's very much appreciated and thank you.